Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 41, and if you've counted all of the episodes, that's 235 episodes of Fantasy Football Goodness. My name is Britt. And I'm Sean. And yes, that is the wonderful voice of our contributor, Sean. Sean is back because literally everyone else on our team is sick. All of them. Two survivors. We are the only two people who are not sick. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know the basic is usually me and Craig. And if one of us can't be here, one of our contributors steps in. This week, there were no options. You're stuck with me. You're stuck with Sean. Sean, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm not sick. So, exactly. you know, I'll take it. So, um, so we're going to talk about um, early season rankings this week. But before we get into that, let's start where we always start. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Evil Orange Cat. What? Okay. Evil, oh, Evil Orange Cat. Yes. It is a collaboration between uh, Fat Orange Cat and Evil Twin Brewing. I've never been a fan of the stuff from Evil Twin. It's not bad. It's just not my style. Mmm. This is a 9% West Coast-style IPA. Huh. And? I rather enjoy I already cracked it over. Whoosh, yeah, that's fake, fake bush shell. That's fine. But you like it. It, it, it. You've had it before. I, I. This is my second can of it, yes. I bought a four-pack because I always do like uh, or, um, Fat Orange Cat, so I figured I'd like this. Not as orange, you know, not that, that fruity flavor as much as you get with most of the orange cat and stuff. Sure. But um, you can get that West Coast style, definitely. Nice. Nice. Okay, well, I am just drinking. I am on um, diet soda and Gatorade because I am still trying to hydrate. I'm not dieting, but uh, I partied pretty hardcore this past weekend and the weekend before that for my birthday. So I'm (laughs) still in recovery mode for a couple of days. But um, yeah, so I'm so Sean will be drinking for two tonight. So, all right, so on to burning hot takes. Sean, as always, I give you the option. Do you wish to give or receive? Keeping in mind that if you go first, you have to do two of them. I, I will let you go first. Okay. So um, the first I'll surprise you one day and go first. But, but, you know what? That, and that's that's why I put it out there. So sometimes Craig will, Craig will sit down and be like, man, I got so much I want to talk about tonight. He wants to go first. And some nights he sits down and goes, God damn it. What am I going to talk about tonight? And those are the nights I go first. So I want to I want to talk to you about an article from SI.com. And I just want your, this is why we call Red Hot Takes, because you have not heard me. We have not discussed this at all. But this article came out yesterday. And it's, Bold predictions for the 2022 NFL season, how the Chargers will fare. I'm going to give you three bold predictions that SI is putting forward about the San Diego, I'm sorry, the LA Chargers. I still call them San Diego. I want you to tell me which one you think is going to happen. Did I lose you? Okay, you're there. Oh, no, I'm here. Okay, number one, Joey Bosa leads the NFL in sacks. Number two, Brandon Staley becomes the NFL's best fourth down head coach, meaning that he is going to be the most efficient fourth down head coach in terms of when they go for it. Okay. Or number three, Justin Herbert leads the NFL in both passing yards and touchdowns. One of those three things is going to happen. You tell me which one it is. 
Bosa leads in sacks. The new head, uh, the, the new head coach, Brandon Staley, is the best fourth down head coach in the league. Or Herbert leads the NFL in both yards and touchdowns. I am gonna go with Bosa leading in sacks. Okay, uh, he's coming into his prime. He's got. Uh, he's he's already had a great uh, career, and then they've also um, made their um, defensive uh, squad much better this year. Mm-hmm. So I think without them having to, without them being able to focus. Uh, more on him because they have to focus on other people. Mm-hmm. I think that they that he can he can do it. I I, I agree with you on this, and th- th- my Kansas City bias is going to show here because <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. As long as there is a guy named Patrick Mahomes healthy in Kansas City, Justin Herbert isn't going to lead the division in both yardage and touchdown. Yeah, when you said both. I was like, mm, maybe one or the other, yeah. but not both. I could see him leading the league in yards, but not necessarily mm-hmm. touchdowns. Or I could see him throwing a ton of touchdowns, but then he's not going to have a ton of yards. The, the, the bomb is not what is going to say. When you lead the league in both yards and touchdowns, you have deep talent. You have deep downfield talent. Or you have, or you have the three of the top five guys in yards after catch on your squad. One of those two things has got to be true. I don't yeah. see... Listen, they don't have it. They don't have either of those things. Well, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill. And he had Mecole. If everyone's covering Tyreek Hill, I must be open Hardman. Both of whom are gone. He's not going to lead the league in both yards and touchdowns this year either. Mm-hmm. So so there's my Kansas City bias there. That one's out. Fourth down efficiency? Because now, again, Kansas City bias showing... We have a pretty goddamn weird offensive genius running our team. So, again, I don't think their coach is going to lead the division in fourth down efficiency because he's going to have to deal with Andy Reid. So I look over there and I go, what's the most likely? The most likely is that Joey Bosa leads in sacks because he is an animal. And the Chiefs have always, all the teams in the AFC West, give up a ton of sacks. The Raiders can't protect anything. The Chiefs yeah. have given up sacks in key moments the last four since Andy Reid got there, but particularly the last three or four years. They've been down. The numbers have been down. The offensive line has gotten better, but it's still a lot. So, yes, I see Bosa potentially leading the league in sacks. Definitely that's that's the one I'm going to go with. So, all right, what do you got for me? Oh, let's see. Um, I don't know. <laughs> And he's done no preparation. Uh, Go ahead. Do your other one, and then I'll go. I'm still trying to find it. I had it on the screen, and now it's gone. This is is quality content right here. This is quality content. Hold on a second. All right, you know what? I'm just going to go to the NFL football news. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This was the other one. I apologize. It flew out of my head. I was focused on getting the first one done, and I, I, I took the story off my screen by accident. So we all know... We can't have this podcast without talking about a quarterback that's upset. So today on how the how the quarterback turns, we have Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray okay. has been very vocal that he is unhappy, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, guess who showed up for OTAs? Kyler Murray was out on the field today. At 2 p.m. today, Danny Surik, who is a reporter who covers the Cardinals, 
had a picture of him out at, on the practice field. My question for you is, um, this is by the way, this is OTA, which is an optional. The June mini camp is mandatory, and that's coming up, and they do expect him to attend that as well. But they weren't sure he was going to show up for today. Sean, is this a sign that Kyler Murray is kind of like settling down, or is this just another chip in the game for Kyler Murray to try and get his contract renewed with the Cardinals to get better numbers? Um, I think he, I think he's gonna play nice. I think um, he he uh, he did his little thing to show them that he wants his. Um, contract that maybe that's why he did it really early, mm-hmm. but now that it's football time, you know he still wants it, but he's gonna <clears throat> go and do and show them, you know, this is why I need, you know, why you need me. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I, I I I look at this and and I I have to wonder, I have to wonder if the untimely passing of Jeff Gladney played into his decision to show up today. Mm. This is times like this, you know, on Monday. So for folks who may not, who may be living under a rock, Jeff Gladney, a cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals died in a car accident um, on Monday uh, in Dallas. And all of a sudden now Kyler Murray shows up two days later for an optional OTA. Kyler Murray looks at himself as a leader. As quarterback should, quarterback should be expected to lead. I, I, I wonder how much the unfortunate passing of Gladney made him sit there and go, you know what, whatever's going on in terms of my contract and whatnot, this is, this is when, this is where, where real men step up, kind of speak to, to go with the old-fashioned term. And I wonder if that's why he's there. I'm not convinced that this is the end of the Kyler Murray drama. I'm not convinced. I would not be shocked if he skips the mandatory minicamp in June. Hmm. Which is going to, people are going to be like, what the, what's that? After coming to the voluntary. That's exactly what's going to confuse people, right? You came to the voluntary shit and then you skipped the mandatory shit. What the hell's up with that? What kind of, what kind of clown nose stuff is this? But I think it's possible. I think it's possible. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's, it's a good sign that he's there. I won't read in the tea leaves too much. But I'm not convinced that this means he shows up for the mandatory minicamp, and I'm not convinced this is the end of the drama. He shows up for mandatory minicamp in June, with uh, later this month, without any more drama, then I'll feel good about it. Then I'll feel good about it. All right, do you have something for me, or should we just move on? Sure. No, I do. I do. I got What something. do you got? So, I don't know if you've heard, but baseball has come into football. It has? It has. Okay. This past week, Tommy Pham slapped oh, yeah. Mike Trout over fantasy football. Apparently, and, Mike Trout is the commissioner of a fantasy football league yep. that Tommy Pham was a part of. Yep. And uh, got upset with something. They haven't mentioned what it was or what's going on. but I, I read reports that it had to do with the running back, Jeff Wilson. Not be occupying an IR spot. Mm. Like somebody stashed him and when he was injured, and then when he came back from injury, they didn't remove him from IR, so they didn't have to drop anybody and they didn't have to drop him. And mm. that's where this all came from. Because the source chimed in on this. The, sor- the source, for those who don't know, is the commissioner of our league that Sean and I are in together. 
and IR spots and how they're utilized is a constant discussion. Oh yeah. Constant discussion. Do we have, should we even have them? Should you have to remove somebody who's healthy? How long can someone go on? How long is, can a probable guy go on there or does he have to be doubtful? And forget about COVID. Oh, and COVID was a nightmare. COVID was an IR nightmare for every league. So, so when this story broke, the person who brought it to us was the source. He put it on our thread first and was like, this is why I hate IR spots. Like, they <laughs> immediately took the opportunity to say, look, I am not alone in this. So I guess the end result is that you're going to have to just walk into the draft this year and just slap somebody. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Over, Craig, I'm not. <laughs> well, you could, I mean, I won the league last year, so I guess I'm the most natural candidate, but I'd really rather not. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, yeah I, it's, just, it's just a reminder, guys that these leagues, leagues tend to form in places where people congregate. Like Sean and I are both in a league at work. It formed because we all work together. It, it, it can't let it interfere with what you do. You know, I mean, I work in administration in the company that we work for. And I've talked about here, my job is sometimes not a pleasant one. And there have been, there has been, I, I can't say too much about it, but there has been one time where I had somebody in the league sitting in front of me who was about to get disciplined for work-related purposes, and the fact that he was in a fantasy league with me meant absolutely nothing to what I was doing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. And, and it's not like the guy was like, come on, man, I, I'll, I'll send you a draft pick if you let me off. The... It, nothing like that happened at all. But it's, it can't factor into what you do with these folks in, in a professional environment, and it leaked into this guy's professional and it's not like he was standing there and went, oh, my God, that's the jackass who staffed Jeff. He had to plan this. He had to be, <laughs> I can't wait to give this guy a piece of my mind. I am just going to smack it. There had to be some intent here. So it's stupid. It's, it, <laughs> it's so stupid. And, and, and being the commissioner of a fantasy team, a fantasy league is a thankless job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless you're actively paid, like you run one of those leagues that's like, like millionaires are in it and there's like a 10% like rake on it. No, there it's a, it's an absolute thankless job. And if you are getting a 10% rake on any leagues and you're running like a league management site, then you, you damn well better be on top of stuff that you have a better IR system than the guys who aren't getting paid. So that's, that's, that's all I got to say about that. Um, yep. All right, moving on. One, one last thing before we move on to the main point of our episode today. Yes, sir. Um, EA named John Madden as the cover yeah. for the next uh, Madden game. I think that was a great move, a classy move. Genius. Um, honoring the man that, that you know, put his name to this uh, crazy franchise that took over video game football. And, and not only put his name to it, but he was involved in the creation and the aspects of it early on. That was part of his deal was he was not yeah, just he was putting like, his name on it. He wanted to be involved in the process of designing the game because he wanted something that actually felt real. Yeah. A lot of us are too young to know him as a coach, but he's a great coach. Stopped coaching because he had a fair flying that overtook him. Yeah. It was a great... Uh, so he could have even been a better, uh, greater coach. Yeah, it's why uh, he never left the booth. A great, a great uh, commentator, uh, uh you know, mm -hmm. and uh, great video game maker. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. There, um, if you've never seen it, go online and look up Frank Caliendo's impression of John <laughs> Madden. He has yeah. like he has like I think it's like four rules for doing John Madden, and they're they are absolutely hysterical. And I always remember the last one is you're allowed to ramble and make false equivalencies or make uh, analogies that make no sense as long as you end with the phrase, that's what that's all about. That's what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's run over here. He's going over here. This, this guy, he, he wants a sandwich. And he's just thinking, so I got a sandwich and I can run over here. So that's what that's all about. That He used to say, whenever I get, on, I get lost in a John Mad moment, all I have to do is tie it together when that's what that's all about. And it's, 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 it's true and it's funny stuff. So, all right, moving on. Why does my phone keep going to sleep? The phone that's got the timer on it is not supposed to go to sleep. Why is this doing this? Why are you like this? And how do I stop it? How do I make my display not go off? Here it is. Auto lock. What do you mean auto lock? I can't turn off auto lock anymore. It used to be I could turn it off. Uh Oh, Oh, wow. See, now if Craig were here, he would have fixed this already. Please. Please stand by. Technical issues. All right, we're fine. I'm like, I'm, I have it set so that for exactly this reason. I use it as the timer for the podcast, and, and now all of a sudden it's like going to sleep like every two minutes. I'm like, why? I don't know. All right. Today, we're going to talk about early rankings. Yes, it's the 1st of June that we're recording this on. Yes, we have a ton of time, and yes, we have not even started to put together our team's consensus ranking and the reason for that is, A, it's too early, and B, Sean and I are the only ones who are upright right now. So unless you want a fever dream from Craig in which C.D. Lamb is the number one wide receiver on the board by a large margin, we got to give him time to heal. And so, a lot of leagues start drafting now, especially expert leagues. Yes. Uh, but if you're not preparing now, don't expect to win in uh, – December. Yeah, I think I think the advice I would give folks is start reading now, but don't decide anything until you have to, because oh no, because things change constantly. Everything is going to change over the course of this. So what we're going to do today? Some things don't, which is why you prepare now. Some things don't, but there yeah. are will be things that change. Yeah. So what we're going to discuss today is, is is Sean and I are looking at the Fantasy Pros um, PPR rankings which are free and available. The, the basic ones are free on their website. They do have a fantastic subscription service, which gets you even more detail. I utilize it during the season. I read a lot of their stuff. So, you know, we do not get paid by Fantasy Pros. Hashtag sponsor us. Maybe we should. But, you know, just uh, just to kind of get, tell you what we're looking at today. So we're right now we're looking at their PPR rankings, and we're just going to discuss a little bit of things that jump out at us. So I want to go over the top five names right now at each position, and we're going to talk a little bit about them. So the number, the top five in quarterbacks right now in PPR are in order from top to bottom. Josh Allen at one, followed by Justin Herbert, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's at four, and Kyler Murray's at five. Sean, looking at that, is there a guy there that doesn't, that worries you, that shouldn't be in the top five? There's, well... And if, if there's after multiple, the top, who worries you the most? I'll, I'll tell you right now, after the top three, those other two worry me. So you're worried about Lamar and Kyler? Yep. Okay. I, I, they don't, they're not locked into that top five. Definitely not. I think Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes Presuming health. are definitely going to be in that contention. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even if they, if you know, what say, you know, Herbert doesn't go off like everyone thinks he is, and he's number what four or five, whatever. But those top three, those are going to be right there. So I think Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes are definitely there. Um, What's the concern with Lamar? Lamar, I. I've never been a huge Lamar fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't think he has quite the accuracy and throwing ability that everyone thinks he... I don't know. To me, it's the eye test. I think he's a great scrambler and, and off-the-cuff kind of thing, but when it comes down to it, he, he'll miss throws and and make poor decisions. Okay. What's your concern with Kyler? Kyler, it's that second half swoon. (laughs) So you (laughs) draft him and trade him. Trade him in week eight. I mean, you can. You can. Uh, I mean, I've had him the last two years in one league or 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 one league or another. And one year I won with him, even with the swoon that happened. But then the, the following year, it just was too much. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's, you know, here we go with talking about his size, but maybe his, his size can't handle the whole season. I don't know what it is. I, uh, I, I, coaching, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that, and this is a point that the, um, that the source has made before with us. I do think coaching plays into this, I think. And, we, and, and according to the source, and I, again, I don't know, I, I would have to, I'd have to look deeper into it, but he's talked to us multiple times. Cliff Kingsbury's guys tend to get weaker as the season goes on. He might be just one of those coaches that runs guys into the ground. And Kyler runs a lot. So mm-hmm. on this list, my biggest concern is Lamar. I, I, I agree. I don't think he has the weapons around him. I think the book is kind of out on him. The difference between Lamar and Patrick Mahomes is that Patrick Mahomes makes the tricky pass most of the time. We saw last year him take a step back in that department and there was a more more interceptions uh, that Patrick threw, but generally mm-hmm. speaking, I think uh, Lamar is a great talent, but I don't think he has the weapons and the decision making when he's under pressure to get those 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 trickier moves out there. So I do think um, that yeah, that's gonna be a problem. All right, so looking outside the names we've discussed, give me a yep. name that you think could elevate into those top three or four spots. Joe Burrow, obviously, I think can be right up there. Um, I even think uh, Watson, if you know, if he doesn't have any legal repercussions, he plays the whole season. Mm-hmm. I think he could be up there. It's a good. T- I know that. I know it's you know they have a great running game, but you know Hunt can definitely catch mm-hmm. the ball. You know they have uh, those those wide receivers there uh, that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's Watson as well. Watson, you know, was a top five before all his troubles. So he could definitely be there. I agree. Um, I agree. I I think, go ahead. I'm trying to think of anybody else. I mean, maybe get up there, you know, if everything falls right for them. What was that name again? Dak Prescott. No. Who's that? (laughs) <laughs> didn't didn't no. he used to play for Dallas? Yes, yes. Okay, but he could be up there. He could. I'm gonna. I, yeah, I, I. I just. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see. I don't see Dak have. I just. I can't. Dak needs to have. Uh, 
I don't even know what Dak needs for me to believe in him at this point. I just, I don't. I'm off. Still, I fell off the Prescott train. Fun. Still has, he still has great receivers. He's got Tony Pollard, who I think is going to take a, a, a more chunk of Ezekiel Elliott's spots and, oh, and Pollard touch the ball um, out of the backfield. I, I think I think Dak can can work it. I can think he can. Okay. You know what's interesting to me looking at this list is that Aaron Rodgers is all the way down at twelve. Aaron Rodgers is behind Matt Stafford right now. He's going to find a way to be in the top 10. I think he is. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. I know, you know, Adams is a big... Yeah, he big, takes a hit. Yeah, hit to him, but it's going to find a way. So, end yeah. of the season, higher... More... check down. I mean, this is the one thing where Aaron Jones might actually get a bump up because he can catch the ball. Maybe Aaron Jones, I mean... I know AJ, AJ Dillon's more of a runner, mm-hmm. so but but Aaron Jones could catch the ball. Uh, you know, I mean, they've got a couple of rookie receivers out there. If they if they you know mesh with him well, they could do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, someone's gonna have to make up those targets, and he'll so, find a way. So you have to take one: Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers. Who are you taking? Oof, I. <laughs> Because there's less question marks at the receiver position, I think I'd take Dak. Okay. I would go Rodgers there. All right, we got to move on because, believe it or not, we're burning through a lot of time. We're not, we're, we might only get through two or three positions tonight, and that's okay. That just oh means my. that means next week we have more time to talk. Uh, let's move to running backs. I want to talk about the top five at running backs because there's a name here that screams to me, and it screams in a very bad way. So the hmm. top five, according to Fantasy Pros right now, are Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, and Dalvin Cook. Sean, who do you like and who do you not like in that top five? I like Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Um, I, I, I do like Eckler. I do like Eckler there. Uh, Harris is going to have the, the volume. Cook, if he's healthy, is going gonna, is gonna to be there. I don't like McCaffrey just because he's just been injured so injured much. Prone. Um, it, it would be a risk for me to take McCaffrey as the as the second best there. Do you know who's? I, I'd rather have. Did I say McCaffrey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Taylor, Eckler, Harris, Cook. There. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? You know who the biggest Christian McCaffrey fan in our 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 home league has been the last couple years has been Cinch. And since stood up about a month ago and went, I am not drafting Christian McCaffrey again. Yeah. And we challenged him on it. It was like fourth round. You need a no. And he was like, no, I'm not doing it. You know, I, I, I think, I think that McCaffrey has had so many injury problems that people are wary, but I'll tell you this, that's not the name I'm looking at here that I'm like, Oh my God, I think this is a terrible risk. The guy, okay. the guy I dislike here most of all is Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exact. And if the exact reason you like him is the reason I don't volume. They are going to run this poor kid in the ground because they are in rebuild mode. And I think Pittsburgh's going to win four games this year. It's bad. And and don't forget too, that when he had Ben Roethlisberger and they had Juju Smith, at the end of his career was pretty bad, (laughs) but he still commanded respect in the pocket. Who are they respecting in the pocket? Now they got a rookie back there and, and, and Marcus Mariota. What's that? Or Trubisky. There is there is no there is no there is nothing that prevents me from putting ten in the box. Nothing. And let's and, and let's let's face some facts. 
Yeah, Najee Harris was good. He still only rushed for 1,200 yards. Oh, only 1,200 yards. Yes, only 1,200 yards. In the modern NFL, that is an average season to an above-average season. With 17 games as well. With 17 games. He averaged 3.9 yards per attempt. 4.0 is still the magic number. He was under three. He was under four yards a carry. He touched the ball 307 times, but only scored seven touchdowns rushing. I, I'm, I'm not putting the receiving yes. in there. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not forget, though, he had 74 receptions. So PPR league. Yes, that's true. You're right. right because he can be, he can be, um, utilized probably just as much, if not maybe even, I can't even fathom that. Can I can't, I don't think Trubisky's going to get him the ball. I don't think Trubisky's going to get him the ball. And I've been a Mitch Trubisky supporter. I think Pittsburgh is going to be. Or Pickett. What's that? You don't think Pickett will check down to him? I think we see, all right, so let's side, sidebar question. When do we see Pickett? I'm saying week 10. You might be in week one. Presume Trubisky is the starter. Because the okay. whole, you can't start a rookie, blah, 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 blah. Presume that. I'm saying week 10, the change gets made. I definitely think we see him this year, though. I think, I don't know when their bye is, but after their bye. Hold on, what is it? Week 9. Oh, so week 10. All right. Uh, I accidentally guessed the same week that you would. I had no idea that their their bye was week 9. I did not look that I up, but you're right. A little earlier than that, maybe. Yeah, maybe even the week before the bye. Get him out there and then give him some, who knows. But needless to say, I was just kind of like, okay. I saw a Najee Harris on this list, and I'm like, yeah, the kid is really talented, but that team is going to be really bad this year. I'm convinced of it. The guy I like on this list is Dalvin Cook, as long as he stays healthy. I've never been a huge Austin Eckler guy, but I do think that team is very talented. For a running back to be successful, they have to have a couple things going for them. There's multiple factors in addition to their, their individual talent. There's the offensive line capability. There's the capabilities of the quarterback to make sure that they don't stack a box. There's the ability of wide receivers to get open to make it so that that play action passes don't can be a dump off as possible. Um, and there's the catching ability. Eckler has a lot of that going for him. Eckler can I catch the ball. So <clears throat> to go with this conversation, let's go. I'm going to go right now because I have offensive line rankings. Number one, Eagles. Okay. Number two, Chiefs. Uh, number, no. Number three, Cowboys. No. Number four, Browns. I'd believe it. Number, number five, Lions. Okay. Number six, Chargers. Chargers number and six. Number seven, Patriots. Number eight, Commanders. Number nine, Bucks. Number ten, Bengals. I think the Chiefs' offensive line is extremely overrated. For I just number I, eleven. We don't. We don't need to go past that. Okay. Um. The, I. I. I just. I, I, I believe, yeah, the Chargers have a good offensive line. Eckler can catch the ball, and he's got more weapons there and a competent quarterback. Eckler has a lot of the what they need. Um, I so, like, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I like, I like Eckler's chances a lot, but if I'm taking one name, if I'm taking one name off this, I, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's, he's got all of that I just said too. Um, well, maybe not the quarterback so much. But I, I, I just there's something about Dalvin Cook and his escapability, even though he's had injury, that I really like. I, I do, I do like him. Uh, name outside the top five that I like. Yeah. Considering how how well he did last year, and the guy, person I would not have thought of. I'm staring at it. Go it. Uh, and in the offensive line rankings. Do it. Swift. 
Yes, DeAndre Swift. I knew at the moment you started DeAndre talking, Swift. I'm like, he's got to go DeAndre Swift. He's got to go. DeAndre Swift is number eight on their list. Um, I really want to get back on the Joe Mixon train. I really do. But I'm, I also am. They're all too spread out, I think, you, to him to be better than what he was. But he doesn't have to be better than what he was. I, he can be as I good. He's really good. I think he's going to be right around that. Yeah. Seven, eight. So I think he's going to definitely be right around that. So I, I think DeAndre Swift, if Detroit starts, the problem is Jared Goff is still there. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, what are the factors that I just listed off that make that that take a a, a running back and make him into a better and make who Priest Holmes on the Ravens is an average core average running back. Priest Holmes on the Chiefs a year later leads the league in rushing. Or leads the league yeah. in touchdowns, I think he did. That wasn't rushing, it was touchdowns he led the league in. What changed? Those side factors around him changed. Mm-hmm. Goff is one of those factors. People don't, they look at golf and they hope he drops back to pass. They hope he does. They don't fear it. They hope for it. So does that cut into the DeAndre Swift equation? You know, like the same thing with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, fantastic talent. Craig's going to be very upset when he hears this tomorrow. But he's a fantastic talent. But they've got their talent outside. Michael Thomas is hopeful to be back. He said that this week. I hope I'm back. Yeah. But. So, all right, so here's your, here's your either-or. Are you taking and, – and, of course, we talked about Aaron Jones and the opportunities he may think. you got to choose. Here's, your, here's your, your spot check. DeAndre Swift or Aaron Jones? Ooh, I stumped him. Yeah, I think I'm – it pains me to say, <clears throat> but I might go Swift because I think Jones is they're, – they're pushing A.J. Dillon uh, with uh, – so, uh, Detroit has a better offensive line. And I, I think he's going to be more a focus of the offense than maybe Aaron Jones. Well, I, I was hoping Aaron Jones would eventually be the focus of the offense, but not not with their not with Rogers still there. He's still going to look to pass every single opportunity he can. And when they're running, they're going to put in AJ Dillon. Okay, I'm going to say a name now that you're going to be very upset that I'm going to bring up. But the strength of schedule, according to fantasy pros, is just too much in their favor. I'm really expecting big things from David Montgomery this year. I am. I and I know you don't want to hear me say that. Um, Unfortunately, their offensive line is ranked one of the bottom. I mean, granted, they were one of the bottom fair. last year season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was only able to play 13 games last year, and yes, his numbers. Right. What's that? I'm hoping you're right. I think yeah. he's he, he's going to be a volume a volume guy. Is he going to be a solid number two? Yes. Is he going to be a number one? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, and health is an issue there. He's, he only averaged 3.8 yards per attempt last year. I mean, I sit here and I say Najee Harris. I, I miss that. Every time you part talk over me, it cuts out. All right, part of that was offensive line. Okay. Um, you know, it's, um, I get that it's it's – it's a similar situation. I'm sitting here saying Najee Harris doesn't have these things and his numbers are actually worse than Harris's. I, I do think he can improve though. I think he can get over a thousand yards this year. Um, if I had to choose, if I choose between Najee Harris and David Montgomery, I'm taking Najee Harris. I mean, that's, that's why I, th- I think the point I'm trying to make there, but uh, yeah, you gotta, I, I, I do think he's going to get better. I think he's going to outperform his, his current ranking, which is eight 16th. I think he's, he's better than RB 16. I, I agree. He could be. He could be better than that. 
He's got to stay healthy, too. I mean, that's part of it. He missed three games yeah. last year. So four. Four games last year. I keep forgetting there's 17 games this season now. All right, let's talk wide receivers. So, yeah. Cooper, we got, in, in order, we got Cooper Cup at one. We got Justin Jefferson at two. We got Devontae Adams at three. We got Jamar Chase at four. And we got Stefan Diggs at five. Who do you love there? Who do you hate there? I mean, you gotta you gotta love Cup. I mean, him him and uh, uh, Stafford just had a chemistry. Um, you know, I think he's not gonna fall below five. Mm-hmm. He might not be one, but he's not gonna fall below five. I think the same thing for Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase. You know, then you've got the Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs. You know, um, I, I've to me Diggs is a little bit more streaky, so okay. it kind of hurt him for me. Not as consistent, and even though he's you know with the same quarterback again, but in then but then you have the other thing where it's not the same quarterback, even though they were together in college. Mm-hmm. Adams, you know, uh, going to a new team usually means you know a down year and then yep. maybe back up but yep i i agree with i agree with that you know he's just such a great talent do you do you want to put him below five i don't know i don't know it's going to be a, a tough thing to decide you know if it comes to that um so, you know because you can see cd lamb mm-hmm. being up there at in in top five you can see well there's another one tyree kill can he be in the top five being <laughs> with tua no. i don't know I'll answer that. That's no. Sorry. Right, so, so which one of these five guys are you downgrading? You got to downgrade one. Which one is it that you downgrade? You gave good reasons for all of them. Uh, in order to bring up, say, Lamb, uh, I'd have to. I, I, I would think I would downgrade. I think I would still downgrade Diggs. Okay. For some reason, for me, it's just that streakiness mm-hmm. is too much for me. I think. Um, I think I think for me it's going to be Devonte Adams for the exact reason you said. A change of team okay. can sometimes be really challenging. I mean, we look at I'm drawing a complete blank. The dude who went from the Texans out to Arizona. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? And how do I not have it in front of me? Oh my God! Why am I not remembering this guy's name? Hopkins. Ooh. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins went out there and didn't skip a beat. Didn't skip a beat. Great players can make those kinds of moves, and Adams is a great player. I just, but there's a difference from going to a town and working with a young guy like Kyler Murray, and going to a town and working with an old guy like Derek Carr. I I think that there's a difference there, and I think there's also a difference in your coaching staff. So, I think if there's one name on this list I'm downgrading, it's Devonte Adams. If there's one name I trust on this list, I think it's probably Stephon Diggs because I trust Allen's going to get him the ball. Cup is oh, good. So the opposite. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I'm just going a different direction in it. Cup is good, but that leads me to my next question. How much of an impact do we think Allen Robinson has in L.A. this year? Uh, and does it I, cut into Cup? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to cut too much into Cup. He, he might have a little less, but I don't think it's going to impact him at all. Remember, um, and Mike Williams gone from them now, or uh, in... Mike Williams is a Charger. Charger. Oh, you're thinking uh, uh, who would the who is the other guy there? Oh my God, uh, Odell was there, wasn't he? Yes. Did Odell resign? Oh my goodness! Now you're gonna make me think. 
I, I mean, this is this is my off-season brain kicking in right now. I don't see him on yep. this list, and I, so I'm imagining he is not still there. Yeah, I'm already down to LaVisca Chenault at 70, and I don't see Odell Beckham Jr. on this list anywhere. So, so yeah, I, I'm guessing he didn't resign. He didn't resign. Oh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson. That was the question. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be – yeah, I don't think it's going to be different. You know, with um, Cooper Cup. Odell Beckham, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be much different. I see, I, I do. The... Go ahead, finish your thought. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. No, that's all. That's all. I, I just think it's going to be about the same. I, I think, think he'll still have the opportunities he had this past year. I think Allen Robinson cuts into Cooper Cup's opportunities. That's where I'm going with all of this. I think... I still top five. Maybe. Maybe. I think I, I think it's hard, to, it's hard to judge because Cup's, you know, had such a great year last year. But I definitely think we see Allen Robinson cut into those opportunities a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and I, I just I think he's I think he's going to steal some targets. I think he's just too good of a talent to not steal targets. But uh, that being said, if I don't. Ask, think... If you're asking me, overall, I might choose Jefferson over Cup in a draft. So mm, there you go. Interesting. Okay, so now outside the top five, who's who's the guy you're looking at that says this guy could end up top five, you know, even though he's outside the top five? I mean, I know it's not much of a stretch, but obviously it's C.D. Lamb. He's ranked sixth. Mm. Easily can make the top five. Okay. Um, Give me a deeper cut. Give me somebody outside you... the top ten. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Or Jalen Waddle. Okay. See, I just I don't have any faith in Tua. I mean, Waddle. I mean, I mean, that means he'd have to out probably do Tyreek Hill. But if they're focusing so much on Hill, mm-hmm. Waddle had a good, great freshman season last year. You know, I mean, it's not out of the possibility. I think Hill's going to struggle, in Miami. I just you need a quarterback that's inventive, that has the arm strength, mm-hmm. and they have neither there. So I, I, I am up. I'm, I'm. I'm sad for Tyreek Hill. I'm sad to lose him as a Chief fan, but I'm equally sad because I think he just he went to a team that he's going to be he's going to be downgraded. He you got to downgrade Tyreek Hill. I mean, they've got him at seven on this list. I think that's too high. I think he falls outside the top ten. One guy they have way far down that I can't believe is DK Metcalf. I was gonna go with Metcalf because they have him at nineteen, but then I saw and I'll, I'll cut back to you a second. I'm going to give you my name because I want you to respond to my name too, and then talk yeah. to me about Metcalf too. The one okay. I think could be a top 10 that's way outside the top 10 is Jerry Judy because I think Russell Wilson can get him <laughs> okay. the ball. So, right, so, t- yeah. so tell, tell me about DK Metcalf and then respond to my Jerry Judy thoughts. I mean, I understand the DK Metcalf being down that far because really you, you have Tyler Lockett yeah. to him or, or Geno Smith. And you just moved your quarterback. So, so yeah. Like, so I, I can see him. In a, it might, that might make it a big, big struggle for Metcalf to make the top ten. I can see an easier path for Jerry Judy. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, if they let Russ cook, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, they have Cortland Sutton out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. Now that that, that the charges have been dismissed against him. Then uh, he won't miss any. He might still miss a little bit of time with uh, the NFL mm-hmm. if they put something on him. One one more name I want to toss out to you. Does Marquise Brown do anything in Arizona? 
No. <laughs> Nothing extraordinary. Okay, so now I'm going to throw three names at you. You got to take one. Do you take Marquise Brown in Arizona, Allen Robinson in LA, or Juju Smith Schuster in Kansas City? All talented guys, all in brand new cities, Oof. all playing with decent quarterbacks. Who's the one guy you take there? Brown, Hollywood Brown, Allen Robinson, or Juju? Oh my God, that was a crack of thunder if you lose me. Yes, it was. I oh saw my. I saw a flash of lightning. I, I um, said the name Juju Smith-Schuster and the gods became angry. I, oh my God, I hope the mic just picked well, that up. I mean, Marquise Brown, I mean, he's going to have eventually Hopkins to deal with there. Um, Allen Robinson has Cup to deal with. Juju Smith-Schuster really has the opportunity to be the number one best guy there. He does. I think I would take Schuster, to Ooh. tell you the truth. I see that. I think Allen Robinson is the safe bet, because like I said already, I think they're gonna cut he's gonna cut into Cup's numbers a little bit. And let's be let's be honest. Even when you weren't cutting into Cup's Cup's numbers, once Odell settled in there, Odell was viable, right? I mean, there's just a lot of targets <laughs> to go around. But I, 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 I can see I think you've got a point there. Allen Robinson, I think, is the safest of the three, but I think Juju is the most interesting of the three. Yeah. So, oh, do we have time for tight ends? Yeah, we have time for tight ends. We'll just make tight ends. We'll make tight ends. Let's get the tight ends. We took last week off because everyone is sick, and we, you and I are going to have next week off because I don't care if they're sick or not. I don't care if we have to do an hour of wheezing and coughing on this. Sean and I are taking a week off. I'll tell you right now, the tight ends is the easiest one to do right now. All right, so you know what? You take the lead on tight ends. You guide me. I will name the top five tight ends. Okay. Number one, Kelsey. Number two, Mark Andrews. Number three, Kyle Pitts. Number four, George Kittle. And number five, Darren Waller. Mm -hmm. Is there any way in hell do you see any of those guys being outperformed by any of the other guys in the top 50? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Really? Kittle can't stay healthy. Okay. Darren Waller was the primary target, but now they've got you-know-who, Devontae which Adams. I think, which I think helps Waller. Does it? He might be more dangerous than ever because of that. You don't think he's going to steal targets from Waller? They're gonna, now they have a better downfield presence, it's not going to... Now, now that they can't double-team Waller? Yeah. But, that's, but I, I'm worried about targets being lost. You're not worried about yeah. Adams taking targets from Waller? I, I, they'll even themselves out. Maybe he loses one a game, two a game at most. Maybe not even. Okay, but I, I, but, I, uh, I just see, I see Waller potentially losing targets. I don't see Kittle staying healthy. I wasn't impressed with Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews. I think I is healthy. It, their health is is a little bit more stable. I have them locked into my top five. But I'm I, I just can't take any more George Kittle shares. I just can't do it to myself <laughs> anymore. So I'm gonna downgrade Kittle out of that first five, and I wouldn't be surprised if Pitts and Waller aren't there either. Okay, so who's coming up? Oh, so now that's a harder question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, if someone if someone's moving that, that means someone has to come up. So I'm, I'm, you have I'm, to find somebody. I'm usually really good at this, and I'm I, I I've I actually been I okay. Put, Point in, point in uh, uh, fact here, a point of order. Craig and I were on on Darren Waller, like his first year in in, in Vegas when it was still in in Oakland, 
And we were like, this guy, we used him like the first three weeks in DFS and cashed like crazy because back then he was like $1,500. So, you know, we, uh, we kind of pride ourselves at looking at that guy who no one else is looking at or picking up that guy who's going to have a big bounce back. Um, I, I don't see that this year in this list. If, I, if I'm picking somebody outside the top 10 that has top five potential, wow. I think you have to go outside the top 10. Anybody in the after five that can outtake people in the, in the top five. So let me tell you who's, who's six through 10 because I don't like any of them either. It's TJ Hawkinson, two hit or miss, Dalton Schultz, hit or miss, Dallas Goddard. I've uh, Jalen Hurts is a question mark. Zach Ertz. I don't know that he's going to get the targets. And Pat Freermuth is we're going to be blocking too much to keep Najee Harris alive. Oh, I think I like number eleven, Dawson Knox. I, I, mm. I, I think I think there's a possibility. I think that there's a lot of mouths to feed there, but I think Knox is a reliable outlet, and I think they're going to use him a lot. But I'm going to dig just a little deeper. <sighs> So I, I'll go... Go while I'm thinking there. I'll go with Schultz. I think Schultz can maybe improve. I mean, they lost Amari Cooper, so there's targets to be given there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Schultz maybe can can take up some slack. Uh, I was disappointed with Hopkinson last year. He Last year was the year he should have done it. And since he didn't, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. But... Um, I do like Fryermuth because there's, you know, who's a who's a young quarterback's best friend or tight end. Or tight end. But uh, so maybe he can do it. But uh, and then I like Cole Komet because oh my god, who else is there to catch the ball other than Mooney? I I right was now. a big Cole Komet guy last year, so I'm with you there. I don't know. I don't know about top five, but I think better than what he's ranked at. 13th he can be better than that there's there's another name that's jumping out to me that i'm like this guy is is too far down the list and it's 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 a i i all right so this guy is is tight end number 31 uh, tight end 32 sorry tight end number 32 and if this guy is not in the top 15 i will be absolutely shocked and it's cj ozoma in in new york I, I just think I think the Jets are going to utilize him like crazy personally, but he's also had health issues. So I don't know. I, I think I think I go ahead. I agree that I think that's way too low. Is he a is he a number uh, a number one tight end? Maybe you take him as a number two and help see what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can overtake your number one if you don't have one of the top guys. I think he's worth a flyer there, mm-hmm. definitely. But. Uh, to do more than 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 maybe as a flyer in the as a number two and then and then you know end up maybe being a number one top twelve maybe twelve mm-hmm. yeah yeah I can see that I I agree there I I just I I think this year more than ever before this is going to be a year I, I we would hope to get into some time into draft strategy today and we're obviously just not going to get there today but um, I think more than ever this is going to be one of those years where I'm going into week one with more than likely three different tight ends on my roster because I just have a feeling that I'm going to end up with like a Zach Ertz, Logan Thomas, uh, Austin Hooper staple 
and, mm. and one of them is going to be one of them is going to be producing. I don't know which one, but mm. one of them is hopefully going to produce kind of thing. But I, I feel That's like you have a deeper bench, obviously. What's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. That's a you have a deeper bench. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just I I feel like for a team premium league. Yeah, I feel like there's tier one and tier ten. There's there's no difference. There's very <laughs> there's very little difference between the top between number five and number twenty five for me. So yeah. I, yeah, it's it's what one of my, one of my uh, nice favorite experts says is there. There's the guys that that produce, and then there's the guys that are the three for thirties every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, three for thirty from a tight end, I'll take it. I would yeah. take that most nights. Yeah, yeah. That's why you want one of the top guys because yeah. you don't want the three for thirty really. True, but, you know. True enough. Um, and just, just before we get into final thoughts, uh, just so you know, I just saw this. I, I, I didn't brush up on my player news before we sat down tonight, but on Friday, George Kittle, uh, is dealing with a lower body injury and may miss OTAs this month. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How... The optional ones. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I don't know how when it, when it becomes, uh, missing, you know, training camp kind of stuff the real yeah. training camp stuff then then i'll start to worry about it yeah i agree i agree but i i still i mean it's just it just feeds into my concerns with him is like the dude can't stay healthy it's the off season you haven't touched a you Plus, haven't done anything but work out in the last six months and you're already hurt that scares yeah, me yeah, well when, when when you're when you're a, a, an established veteran you get those oh man my my side really just acting up right now i, I don't know if i can make these otas the dude, you know, <laughs> but the dude's the dude's twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, it's not like us in our forties. I mean, yeah, that's us. You know, I was at I was at um I was at lunch this this weekend with my family, and I'm si- I'm sitting there. We were outdoors at uh, you know Dockside. You and I've been to Dockside before, and we were sitting on the benches down in in the beer garden. And my brother in law comes over and he swings one leg over the bench and he goes oh, and he swings the other leg and then settles down and goes oh. And he goes, man, feel feel like I'm getting old, and I gotta sit down and grunt. And I'm like, dude, I've been feeling like that like the last ten years. <laughs> I I've been feeling like that for a while. So, I, I believe it or not, we're out of time. We barely got through oh. our, our opening thoughts on these guys. We didn't even get to like draft strategy or anything because we're just we're out of time. So, Sean, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I uh, probably should have left the EA thing for the final thought, but that was a great thing for the you know, EA doing the Madden. Final thoughts on 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 these early rankings and draft. Yes, start preparing. Yes, it's a good idea to do that, um, especially if you're going to do like best ball mm-hmm. and um, early these early drafts. Uh, but things change, so you know always be prepared. You know don't don't just prepare now and think that you're done. You have to. It's a work in progress. You have to keep on working at it. That's how you get, get good at this, and this is how you you, you win, is you, you prepare. And and that leads into my final thought, which is essentially the same thing that he said, but I, 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 I focus on this every year. Every year. Do best ball. Do best ball early and often. Best ball is now available on DraftKings. You can now... It gets you... It gets you knowing what people are thinking. Yes. Yes. Let me see how, how, what's the, what are they all? There are $1 best ball pools on freaking DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Take $10 of your hard earned money 
put it into DraftKings and just do best balls and do the space them out. Do one a week until we get closer to the season. Start seeing what people are thinking. It is a great way to practice getting your best. I'm going to start doing that right now. I wonder if I can create. Can I create a best ball league? Probably. We did that one year. No, remember that's Cinch is always screaming. I want to do a best ball league, but I want it to just be us. Like, mm-hmm. like, no, no, don't joke, guys. He's he's gonna hear this, and I totally understand that. I'm not trying to we call did. out Cinch, but he's gonna. We be- did do one with six of us. We did even just six of us. Yeah, we did a best ball league one year. What what with site did our- you use? Keith was in it. Adam was in it. What what site did you use? I don't re- I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I didn't set it up. I don't know who set it up. All right, we gotta see if we can we can set this up. So, all right. Oh, what is this? Earn free tickets to the NFL $5 million football when you enter yeah. lineups into best ball. $5 best balls. Ooh. Do best ball. Do do um a mock drafts. Yep. Oh, mock drafts. Uh, yeah. Do, you know, hey, if you're listening out there, Scott Fishbowl people, we're ready. Come on. Oh, I keep checking my email. We are always one of the last guys to get in on the podcaster ranks because we're such a small podcast. Compared to mm-hmm. like the guys out there who have like you know fifty thousand listeners a week, but um, yeah, we, we are we are in watch mode. We made the playoffs last year. We made the conference finals last year. We were one game away from making the the, the final finals of being like out of this thousands of teams tournament. Being that, in that should last mean grouping. something. That we should be able to get into this. Come on, it's not an automatic. We understand that. But I know. I I'm, I'm also not above the shameless plug, so I appreciate you putting that out there. But, <laughs> um, uh, but you know what else we should put out there, I'm not above the shameless plug, is to leave us a review. Go to whatever podcast directory you use and leave us a review. Apple, Stitcher, Player FM, however you listen to us, please leave us a review. It helps us a lot. If you'd like to communicate with us, we are at FignutsDFS. That's F-I-G-N-U-T-S-D-F-S at uh, that's the at um, for Twitter. We are also the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. And you can reach us via email. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Sean was telling me before the recording today, he was talking about just that thing the other day with some friends at a picnic. And he was like, send us questions. If you're listening, if you're listening email us there. Email us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We will happily take your questions and, you know, even if we don't read them on air, we respond to them. I have, I, we've been doing this now for four, we're, we're finishing up season four. I have responded to every email we have ever received from a fan. Some of them we read in the air, some of them we don't. But I have always responded, so please, don't hesitate. Uh, someone will be here next week. It should not be me and Sean. You know who will be here next week? Who's that? The same person that's listening this week. Hi, Deb. Oh, yes. Hi, Deb. Thank you, Deb. Deb likes to take us in batches. Like Deb listens to us like we're an audiobook. She listens to us like a month at a time. It's always funny because then she she always sends us some sort of message like, "Oh my god, I just heard this episode." Like Deb, we recorded that in February. But um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, we appreciate. Hi Deb, and 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 thank you for listening. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you leave us a review wherever you you leave us and and wherever you leave us wherever you hear us, and make sure you reach out to us. The season's upon us, guys. It's time to start getting ready for another year of fantasy football. Oh, starting to get excited. Oh, he's, oh, God. How many magazines you bought already? 
No magazines. No magazines. Sean, Sean could start a library with the number of magazines he's bought over the years, I swear to God. But anyway, I'm rambling. Bring one for nostalgia to bring to a draft. Yeah, I know. Last year, he only walked in with one, and Craig almost fell out of his chair. It was kind of funny. So I walked <laughs> through the door. He's like, How, where's your stack of magazines? And he was just like, I just got this one, and Craig almost fell over. I thought we were going to have to give him some oxygen or something. But um, but we will, we'll be back next week. Who will be sitting in the chairs? I guess that's really up to COVID and general diseases in general because nobody knows who's going to be healthy or not, but somebody will be here. So we appreciate you listening. And until we talk to you next week, my name is Britt. And I'm Sean. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Good one. Have a good one.